Hello and welcome to FNG1, a new guy's guide to the world of Formula One and motorsport. I am your co-host Chuck and with me as always is Sean. Howdy guys. And we are here to talk about Portugal, but before we talk about Portugal, Sean, I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room, which is that some people might be concerned this time that perhaps we have sold out and maybe we've been bought out by a new set of hosts uh, because they're not going to recognize the dulcet tones of your new audio situation. My fancy, the fancy recording studio I now have. Yes, you're fan- you're no, no longer recording in a drainage culvert uh, in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little bit of an upgrade, but we're, we're still the same assholes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Content, but, exactly the same. Content, Audio, exactly the same. Better. <laughs> content, possibly worse, really. Who knows? You know, because now it's going to go to our head. Like, listen to how silky, <laughs> you know, just give them a, give them a little sample. This sounds wonderful. No, seduce the them. New fancy mic. Really? <laughs> how am I going to seduce them? <laughs> I'm, I'm very I just wanted to see now. what you do. Uh, we are here for the Portugal Grand Prix which just happened yesterday. What did you think of this race? What did you think of this race? Overall, it felt like there was a lot of action, but it also kind of felt boring. And so I was I was struggling okay, good. to good. Kind of, We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling to reconcile that feeling all yesterday because I was like that felt boring, but there was like a lot of passing going on. You're like things did happen. But it felt and uneventful. Yet the end result yeah. was the same, and I don't feel like I watched anything at all. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of watched things like go to an inevitable conclusion. Um, Would it, you say that being a Ferrari fan is starting to feel like an inevitable conclusion? Oh, no, this year's actually better. I'm starting to get I mean, a little better. spoiled yeah, again. Yeah, but that's a low bar. <laughs> well, I mean, it was really rough last year. But I'm starting to get a little spoiled now because they were so bad last year. And they've been consistently pretty good this year. And now I'm getting like disappointed that like, oh, it was only sixth. Like, well, it was only sixth, literally only sixth. There were no other points for the team. Well, we, we can do. I have notes to discuss that. I have okay. feelings and thoughts. Uh-huh, no doubt. It, it's consistently disappointing in that sense. So we can we can cover that part. Sure, sure. The the top three, you know, I've now been watching Formula One for what, one year and, or not even a full year because I came in halfway through last season. Yeah. So the podium of Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and Valtteri Bottas is easily the most common thing that happens. This is what it always is. This is the default state and the whole game is to see if they can create something that is not the default state. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's probably happened in like, 85% 85% of the races you've watched so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. 85%. There was that one race where they all crashed, and that was really yeah. cool for everyone else. <laughs> What'll make this great? Let's just eliminate the first four drivers and see what happens. Well, so now watching Max in second, you know, fighting haplessly to catch up to Hamilton has that same feeling that it had last season of like, well, I don't, I like Hamilton. I don't want anything bad to happen to him because he's a good dude. So like, I don't want anything dangerous to happen to his car, but if he could like run out of gas for some reason, that would be super. 
oh, look, a latent failure of the engine where no one gets hurt, but the car yeah. doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you know it? Oh. So you just watch it and there's no changing it. I, in that sense, I thought it was boring. This was a dull race. There, I mean, there was like This that was a dull little... race for me. Yeah, there was that little bit of excitement, right? Botas finally kind of showed up to track one weekend. Um, Hamilton wasn't on pole. Although... You know, he did that specifically because we declared that he was uh, fried oh, last, yeah. last yeah. week. Yeah. Wait, he, yeah. As we soon as about... I saw the uh, qualifying, I was like, he's he heard us. He listens yeah. to the show, which is nice That's good. to know. Yeah, it's, it's good confirmed. to know. <laughs> one Finnish listener, Valtteri Botas. <laughs> yeah, we get one download a week from Finland. But... Uh, yeah, so he kind of threw a curveball into it. And, and I want to get back to that. Valtteri, you know, we've kind of ragged on him or said he's not good. He is a great driver one day per week. Interesting. The dude can crush it. And if we look back last year, I think he beat Hamilton to pole like five times last year, uh-huh. which is saying something. Hamilton is the best qualifier ever. He can crush it on Saturday. And you give him even the slightest imperfection on Sunday, and he's not doing a goddamn thing the whole day. <laughs> he's just a one day a week guy wouldn't we wouldn't we all love to just show up for work one day a week though yeah half my days i'm gonna do something They're in his ones, defense Meh. i'm kind of a one day a week guy at work and i don't make nearly as much right now i might not even be a one day a week guy so <laughs> <laughs> um so he you know he qualified well i think um max was frustrated after qualifying, but he was pretty quick. But um, Max's default state is frustration. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I want to get back to Max's de- default state here <laughs> in a bit. Um, he, uh, but we pretty much had the one, two, three, and then four. Prez, Prez finally. Uh, hey, not finally. What did I say to- last week? I said that starting this week, we were going to start seeing some conti- consistent, like top six finishes from Sergio. And what did he go and do? He ran, he, got, he raced a pretty fantastic race for him. See, I would okay for him if we're going to qualify for him. Well, and we what, really he's quali- not Lewis Hamilton. Let's qualify it as the second Red Bull seat. Let's yes, let's put it, it in is, terms of the curse seat. No, let's put it in terms of what it is: the best possible expectation for a finish for the second seat in Red Bull. Okay, so my one problem with him and his race. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I think you wanted to pin a tweet that I made a comment of, but getting past those two times and then his the problem I really had with Perez is, and it's really kind of a macro context for the season, if Red Bull really wants to challenge Mercedes through the year, they need Perez to be part of the strategy. Well, but... And he was never really part of the strategy. Is right? that we, on him or is that on them? He wasn't fast enough. Well... He was he was like twenty seconds off the rest of the guys and and you know I feel like Le- I think that you and I are looking at two very different expectations. Oh yeah, well you're I, talking I, about beating Mercedes, which yes. I think is absurd on its face. I and I think it's helping in Max the long beat term, Lewis. I, like on the short term, single races. Yes, you can win those. But like for the championship, they're not going. No, they're not going to get beat. See, I'm already still looking at the chance that Red Bull and especially Max can challenge Mercedes throughout the year and potentially steal one of the championships. Probably it's Max. Absolutely be- not going to happen. You don't think Max can beat Lewis? No. Are you already? You're already phoning it in. Okay. All right. Well, no. Then- well, it's because I mean, look at this race. 
the fact of the matter was whatever voodoo was going on for the first race, you know, where Red Bull was objectively faster than Mercedes that tailed off the second race and it was gone this race. Yeah. He could not, even with DRS, catch up to Bottas. Yeah. For I, what, 10 laps? I do. The car is not as fast. Yeah. I, and I think we made that comment was like, oh, look, the Mercedes sucks. So how many races is it until it's like unbeatable again? And I'm yeah, starting they, to they worry. Fixed it. I'm starting to worry that we're stepping into the like, we're heading into Spain, right? This next race. And I think Hamilton won by like 30 seconds last year. And like, yeah. are we and, heading into Hamilton? We're just, just... going to have a repeat of last season. Yeah. And, and that it... is what it is, except what's the difference? Sergio finished fourth. Yeah, that is true. See, so in my perspective, this is a drastic improvement. Yeah, it's a drastic improvement. I, I think my quarrel is just with, in terms of Red Bull having bigger aspirations, they need more out of Sergio. It was a good, consistent yeah, race. Yeah, they're going to have to hold points. those aspirations until next year. Yeah, and that that may just be the question. But if they really do want to beat Mercedes this year, he has to be a bigger part of of the team strategy. Now, on the flip side, it's his, what are we, race four? Three, three, and three. he he got up to fourth. He didn't have any big screw ups, which he had been in the first two races. He'd screwed up qualifying or screwed up the race, so it's trending towards improvement. And basically, all the other new drivers look like absolute garbage. So we'll give him credit there. But yeah, I kind of I struggled with seeing him just not really be a factor for a good chunk of that race. I was hoping, or kind of hoping for Red Bull's sake, that he could at least harass. Uh, Botas and kind of keep the Mercedes strategy focused on splitting the two Red Bull cars. And instead they both just teamed up on Verstappen. Sure. I don't know that it mattered. Verstappen got second and was able to take advantage of Botas not, you know, having a good pit stop. And so they really probably maximized the outcome anyway, but that was just kind of my thought there. Fair enough. Uh, I'm thinking Lando Norris might be pretty good. Uh, I think Lando Norris is pretty good and i think that mclaren is real good and i think he really likes the car he's in i think he's feeling very comfortable in that car yeah Yeah, he does and it's cool i i don't know why because i don't know i don't know lando norris at all i feel really good for him like good job man i'm glad you're in a place where you where things seem to be going your way yeah he looks like he's 12 no um he does look like he's 12 he's uh, even he's like willie Wong. he's like a charlie in in charlie in the chocolate (laughs) factory and he's got that golden ticket and i'm happy for the little kid yeah he uh he's doing real well right now he's he's been streaky before he started off really well last year and then kind of lulled out so he's been streaking before streaky but uh, maybe he's been streaking i mean he's probably been streaking yeah but uh, streaky. So last year he started out pretty hot and then kind of got um, dipped for a while, then had some good performances later in the year. So we'll see if he can um, keep this up because... Is yeah, that right? your way of hedging so that Leclerc can beat him? No, I don't know that... <laughs> I think it... Uh, I don't think this year, I don't think the Ferrari is quite good enough. I mean, um, if we want to get into that. The, the Ferrari is pretty dang quick and it's certainly a lot better than last year, but that car is really weird still like it was complete shit on the medium tires for both Leclerc and then signs and then Ferrari is also stupid as hell I don't know what they were thinking putting signs on medium tires as the first person to pit I think they were just trying to help out the rest of us yeah like oh he's gonna my assumption he's gonna fade at the end of the race and it's just gonna become like an inevitability that he's not gonna be top 10 Mm because you could see it coming about 15 laps out like there's nothing he can do to stop the cars behind him and he didn't. 
And he didn't. Leclerc was fine. I mean, he Leclerc was, within was fine. He was within touching distance of Norris. And, um, I think if he had a better first stint, maybe he could have challenged for fifth. But yeah, he didn't have a very good weekend. It was pretty up and down for Leclerc. Everybody kind of had a random Saturday. Hey, I feel like this has to be a red letter day for Alpine, though. That was a great day for Alpine. Yeah, they like showed up. They showed and up. felt very consistent. Yeah. They, they showed up for qualifying even. Well, Ocon showed up for qualifying. Alonso, yeah, you know. I don't know what Alonso <laughs> was doing exactly. But no, Ocon was what, like six fastest in qualifying. He was, that was a hell of a time. And then in the race, they were real competitive. I kind of thought, you know, I was wondering what Alonso was doing because Ocon was consistently top 10 that whole race. And then Alonso in that final, on that final stint, you know, he was on fresher tires than most of the other guys and just worked his way right up the field. So, yeah, that's a great race for Alpine because I thought they were kind of Alpine. I guess I thought Alpine. they were Alpine. Alpine. Say it correctly. Alpine. Yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of thought they were dead this year. They didn't look good at all until this weekend. So now we get to find out if it's Portimao being this kind of random track that they were just good at or if they can be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um. What else what else do we want to talk about on this race? Gasly got a point. Gasly got a point. They don't cool. feel as good as they should be. No, I felt like uh the AlphaTauri seemed a lot more promising than it has turned out to be maybe. It's kind of weird because, you know, with the rule changes that we talked about last week, you know, those didn't hurt Red Bull as much and the AlphaTauri is very similar to the Red Bull in design, if not more extreme in terms of the, you know, the floor design and the car doesn't seem as good as last year. And ostensibly, you know, Gasly shown to be a good driver. Um, and Sonoda looked really good week one and that's kind of vanished, um, a little bit over the first, I mean, a little only, bit. Yeah. I he, miss my, my swearing little Japanese man. Yeah. He almost got hit for track limits, uh, a five minute or five second penalty again for track limits this week. He got one last week. At, yeah. That's what he does. Law. And I love him for it. He's going to cuss and use the whole track. And he's going to cuss and he's going to go careening off the side of the track. And now again, yeah. now again. Well, it's not exactly his fault. Track limits got everybody. So track limits are bullshit is we, my official stance. We didn't even talk about Max finding out about track limits after the race. No, it's beautiful. It was, it was absolutely beautiful. That interview went from Max being very happy with the result to furious. Yeah. Over one point. And extremely dismissive of the entire concept of track limits in a oh, great yeah. way. But yeah. that whole thing was very fun uh, to watch. The little fastest lap dick measuring contest that happened in the last like five laps of this oh, race. Yeah. Yeah. When the the podium was all but set, you know, Max wasn't going to catch Hamilton, but Bottas wasn't going to catch Max. So it was what it was. And... So Red Bull having a 29 second lead be- between Sergio and whoever was behind him, Lando, decides to put him on a fresh set of soft tires and see if he can set the fastest lap so they mm-hmm. can get that extra point. So he pits, and now the 29 second gap is between him and Bottas. So Mercedes says, no, 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 if you're going to do that, then we are too. So they pit Bottas and put him on softs so that he can try and beat Sergio's lap, which he did. And so then Red Bull said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then they pitted Max and put him on softs to try and beat 
Bottas's fastest lap, which he did, but then he exceeded track limits and got it erased. But the whole thing was very funny. Oh, and Lewis asked. And Hamilton's joke at, on that was was pretty funny, too. Which What was his joke? When when he asked what was going on and they said, oh, now Max is, has uh, pitted so he can try and set beat Valtteri's time. Mm-hmm. And Hamilton goes, oh, should we do it too then? Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton wants that point pretty badly. So, <laughs> well, he was kidding. He was on the last oh, yeah. lap. Yeah, like he... there literally wasn't another lap for him to go. <laughs> right. He would have just pitted and not even had a good time. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the, the, that one point dick measuring contest when they've got the time up front is amazing. Hey, that brings up a question. So he was already on the last lap when he made that joke. So obviously he was kidding. There were no more laps for him to try <laughs> and do fastest. Has anybody ever gone into the pit lane and crossed the checkered? <laughs> I think Michael Schumacher won a race line. that way. Yeah, won a race yeah, in the pit so lane. Yeah, so Michael Schumacher got a, he had to do a stop and go penalty in the race. And I don't remember what year, but he was supposed to do a stop and go penalty. But what he did is he entered the pit lane on the last lap and his pit box was past the finish line. So he crossed one and then did for the stop and go penalty. And they've since changed the rules. But yeah, he won basically (laughs) and then did his stop and go penalty. That's beautiful. I love it. Did you catch that uh, when they were talking to uh, Christian Horner, the... The unsporting comment? Yes. So Christian Horner is the, the team lead for Red Bull. And you were talking about how in order to compete with Mercedes, they needed to get Sergio into the strategy to help hold up the drivers and, and compete with them in a way where they can act as a team yeah. to, to win. And the announcers asked him during the race if, uh, if they were going to try and utilize Sergio to perhaps slow up Lewis Hamilton so that Max could catch him, and he just very quickly said, well, that would be very unsporting. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, FIA don't crack down on us if it looks like he holds him up. Uh, Just the way he said it was very, very funny to me. So quick. I was like, dang, Horner had that, like, queued up. Like, just hammer that one out. Yeah. Hey, why did did Kimi Raikkonen crash into his own teammate on, like, the first lap? What was going on there? He was messing with the steering wheel. And just wasn't paying attention? Yeah. Texting and driving, man. Man. Put the phone down. Saves no lives. No kidding. He, yeah, was no. On, he was on his little computer screen on his steering wheel. Yep. Try, going for the gram. Yeah. At 160 miles an hour and <laughs> hit the back of his teammate. Literally, that's the only thing I remember about Alfa Romeo this weekend. Was that's the only thing that they did. One Alfa driving into the other. Alfa Romeo has now taken over, thanks to Alpine actually showing up in this race, Alfa Romeo has now taken over as the team that I could never recall ever seeing any of their cars on the screen ever. Well, except for that one. Except for when they crash into each other. I I don't think they ever showed Latifi again, did they? Uh, it wasn't even Latifi, the teammate's Giovinazzi. So. Oh, Giovinazzi, never mind, Latifi is Williams. <laughs> Latifi was on the screen. Son of a bitch. Latifi was on the screen. If we want to jump to Latifi, Latifi oh, sure. was on the let's, screen. Let's jump to Latifi. Nobody is talking about him ever anyway. He got passed by Mick Schumacher. He did. Congrats. Haas passed the team. Well, one Haas passed the team. Yeah. That's yeah, still, that's a that's a personal best for the team, right? Yeah, no, that was pretty good. And it was 
pretty important that their driver actually this showed up. This is all enough. so depressing to say. I feel bad for them. Oh, they were both minus all those, like all the bottom runners were still minus two laps. So again, Haas no, is I know, still, but I just mean still, like, I feel like we have been punching down on Haas an awful lot. And I mean, they are a Russian car and I don't feel that bad, but I do feel a little bad. I, I don't. They finished <laughs> minus two laps again. So we're still going with the N minus two thing where they want their drivers to do all, well, almost all the laps every race to get practice. Sure. Um, so yeah, they were able to achieve that. Congrats to George Russell for being the only one of the Williams and Haas cars to uh, only be one lap down. Correct. He made it, he qualified pretty well too. And there yeah. was absolute garbage. He hates that anyway. car. Oh man. Yeah. That I car. listened to the, you know, I listened to the team radio trying to find the good, the good quiz for you. <laughs> and there is repeated, uh, screaming complaints about how undrivable that car is. Oh, that car is a, yeah. They kept joking about it being peaky, but yeah, that car is a tricky little bitch. Yeah. It's it, a bad car. Yeah, it's an awful car. It's not as awful as the Haas, but it's not very good. Um, sure. So while we're talking about uh, people screaming on the radio, let's do some Which Driver Said This. Okay. This week was bad for Which Driver Said This. Nobody was funny? Nobody was funny. Nobody was interesting. Nobody was even particularly passionate Aside from Russell complaining about his car in a very passionate manner. But that one was too obvious. Russell's had an emotional two weeks. Yeah. So I apologize that this one is vague to the point of being unfair to ask. You might still get it. I don't know. Maybe you were paying attention. But it literally sounds like it could have been everyone. And I apologize. I'm not doing that on purpose. But uh, which driver said this? Yeah. Just let me drive. I'm flat out, so I'll do what I can. Oh, man, that's pretty vague. Exactly. Uh, that literally could be any driver. So I'm going to say Stroll. Ah, it was Norris. Oh, yeah, Norris. Norris is having a weird year. He's really fast in the race and really fast in qualifying and doesn't seem fast like in any of the practice. When did he say that? He said that actually during the race. race. Okay. Um, he was they were, you know updating him on uh needing to keep up the pace to pass whoever i think he i forget who he was chasing at the time uh and he was basically having none of it uh, <laughs> just let me do this I... just shut up shut up shut up shut up which i love that they say every once in a while like can you can you shut up i'm trying to drive a car really fast like that would bother me you know that bothers me sometimes just when I'm driving in traffic. <laughs> like, can you not talk right now? I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on. I have a I have a child. And <laughs> yeah. so I'm used to having someone just like constantly saying something in your ear while you're trying to multitask and drive. Yeah. And I understand when they boil up to a level of frustration <laughs> where it's just like, "Yeah, can you shut up for just a second? I'm trying to do something." Yeah. Although I was going to say like don't they realize it's pretty obvious, like, hey, there's a guy in front of you, catch him and pass him. But we did leave out the one good audio moment, Hamilton shouting about blue flags. As yes. He goes blowing no, past I, Perez. That one was too obvious, but yeah. As he goes blowing past Perez, not realizing he's racing Perez. Because at that point, Perez has been on those like medium tires for 50 laps or something. Like, Yeah. He might as well be on, you know, plastic tires on my kids' little tykes car mm -hmm. that and you're in the same room as right now right next to me it's my armrest uh -huh. but uh <laughs> but yeah he uh 
him shouting about blue flags. I'm like, what the hell is Hamilton talking about? Not realizing, I guess he just assumed that car wasn't racing him. Uh-huh, because it was going so much slower than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to trash on Aston Martin for a minute. Okay, I'm fine with that. Let's trash on some Aston Martin. They qualified well. Vettel, because we have trashed Vettel. Yes, we have. For at least almost the, almost the entire history of this podcast. That's being, true. Being, but I feel like you've trashed on him more than I have. Oh, well, yeah, obviously, because partially because he was awful for Ferrari last year. Yeah, and, and you were just mad. Yeah, angry. Actually, I just thought it was kind of funny last year. But <laughs> yeah, so he's been awful. And, and suddenly he was really good in qualifying and Stroll was bad. But like that was the only time that Vettel was good. He was good like on two qualifying laps. And that was basically it. Because he pretty much fell down the order as soon as that race started. Mm-hmm. He ended up beating Stroll, which is... Which is fun just in and of itself. That's just fun for the fun. because Especially because Stroll That's got... That's fun because it's funny when bad things happen to him. <laughs> yeah. And Stroll had all the good parts. I don't think we that's been pointed out very much, but... Aston Martin brought a bunch of aerodynamic upgrades to this race that Stroll got and Vettel didn't get. Wait, are you serious? Yes. So Stroll what got the good part. What kind parts. of two-bit bullshit operation are they running? So that actually that actually happens quite a bit when they're kind of testing out new upgrades and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon for like one car to upgrade, you know, like a race before the other. But Stroll was supposed to have the good parts and. I honestly don't really remember seeing Stroll. No. Pretty much all weekend. Uh, they, they have built an invisible car because of the color. The green. It might as well not be there. Just It's camouflage. They need splashes of color, so I will sit up and take notice. Maybe that's... Ooh, that was the strategy. They knew how shitty they were going to be this year, and they didn't want anybody to notice. So they made the most unrecognizable car you know that might as well be od green it's so drab and just out there in in the effort that they could spend this year trying to figure out what the hell they're doing and then next year they're gonna come out with the wildest paint job it's gonna be like orange and green it's gonna be like in your face gonna be like a bad hunter's outfit (laughs) yes they're gonna go. Yes, yeah, they're gonna go for. It's gonna be Aston Martin sponsored by Real Oak <laughs> or Mossy Oak. What's it called? Mossy Oak, I think. Yeah, man, you've been away from Houston too long. I know where it's you know considered formal wear. <laughs> oh, I just lost us like three subscribers by saying that. Uh, it's all right. We like y'all too. It's all right. I can edit that out. I won't. It's good. <laughs> okay, we need to go back to having some sort of. Simple rating system, three categories to describe a race. Like, was it a good race, a funny race, or a boring race, or something like that? Yeah. Right? What should these categories be? Big 10, (laughs) (laughs) SEC, Pac-12 after dark. Uh... I didn't okay. put those in so the So that order. would be good, boring, and funny. Yeah, actually, SEC's that, that good. does work. Big Ten's boring. Man, that's actually pretty good. Pac-12 after dark. But this I don't was... want to tie it to college football, so... You don't want to, okay. I don't want to, but Let's... I'm impressed with the work you just did off the top of your head. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, in, 
in the absence of an actual scoring system, I mean, I'm gonna put this in the ones you gave. That was kind of boring. Yeah, that was a that was a boring race. Like, stuff happened. The track is cool and different. The drivers all like it, but they don't really like driving on it, which is always kind of fun to hear that back and forth as they you know battle internally with whether they want to like this track or not. Like it's different. I feel like watching if you were to load up a YouTube video of the highlights of this race and the qualifying for this race, I'm not sure I'd be able to discern just instantly which one was which. Yeah, I mean, it would just be a bunch of like kind of DRS passes and then guys sliding off on track limits because they got a gust of wind that wasn't really their fault. But otherwise doing fine. They didn't slide yeah. off and crash. They yeah. just were slightly off the course. Yeah, it's more fun when there's like gravel or something. It was it was just really that race happened. Um and the only the only crash that we had was because Kimi Raikkonen was trying to record Facebook Live while he was driving. Yeah, it was Twitch. Yeah. Okay, he was Twitch. He was live, live streaming, live streaming yeah. it. That actually would be pretty sweet. <laughs> That'd be a great camera angle just watching there like what are they looking at? Oh my god, they should do that. What? They should put a camera on the actual helmet of the driver so that you can constantly watch literally when he's like looking left and right what there, he's looking at. I don't think they actually record the feed of it, but occasionally they do have that camera angle. I've seen it before. It looks wild because they're sitting way more still than you would think because they're really strapped into that car and it's just eyes going back and forth. There is no amount of money I wouldn't pay for that camera angle on George Russell's helmet last week, two weeks ago, <laughs> when when Valtteri Bottas flipped him off. I want that photo like framed in my office here. <laughs> oh, man. Just... Just that hand coming up out of the the halo with, with, and he his eyes like were so wide, like you could see the whites all the way around his eyes. Like he meant that middle finger so oh, hard. Yeah. They were both furious. It would have been great to have the side by side view. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer to say it's a boring race because like it's a boring race. Lewis fine. truly did. Like Lewis was pretty exceptional. Max was quite good. Um, there were some really good drives in there. It was just. It's kind of hard because I it was this race was perfunctory and I'm done with it already. All right, we could be done with it. Yeah, it's kind of boring. <laughs> uh, our 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 big old our favorite. We haven't trashed on our favorite trash yet. Oh yeah, how is our buddy Mazaspin? Mazaspin. Well, I didn't spin that I know of, at least in any kind of important. I didn't time. watch the practices. I always assume that he spun out. He in practice. probably spun in practice. But I think the key point to point out in practice is on Friday, there was an FP1, I think. He was over two seconds slower than his teammate and four and a half sl seconds slower than the leader in that session. Two, wait, he was two seconds slower than his teammate? Yes. What in the hell are he they was, doing out there? He was one minute behind Mick Schumacher in the race. God above. Is that true? Yes. Actually, that was before the end of the race, so it may have been worse. What the fuck is he doing out there? He's well. I know. I know why he's in the car. He did not wreck and finished over a minute behind his teammate. That's amazing. That's actually really kind of interesting. 
Yeah, that's that's getting up there with some of the kind of all time. What the hell is this guy doing? Like, okay, but but this so we're it's like we're watching a live experiment. We all know that money drives F one, and his dad brings the money, like Lance Stroll. Yeah, but he's even worse than Lance Stroll. Oh, <laughs> he's a, much worse than by Lance Stroll. A considerable margin. Yeah. So. There, it, this is like an economics graph that we're watching in real time. When is the the benefit of his money that he brings going to cross the cost of how just how exceptionally terrible he is at this that, to where I, they have to switch out? Oh, I think it's further than you think. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's a very long time. And I am not going to lie right now. I'm very excited about that. Ha, ha, I want him on this course with these exceptional drivers like he is a student driver out there in a Geo Metro. <laughs> Just fucking everything up. It'll, it'll be the, the other drivers that kill him because he almost took out Perez while getting lapped. Yes, exactly. He just cut right across Perez. I was like, dude, you are getting lapped. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fantastic, actually. Oh, it's, it's, it is bad. Oh, damn it. You know what's happening here? You're going to, are you getting I'm like, starting to like Mazepin. You're getting Stockholm like, Syndrome. I like the situation he's creating. <laughs> but I, out of his own incompetence. I, I he's like He's not you doing this so on bad. purpose. This is like if I was out there. <laughs> like just just an agent of chaos and slowness messing up things for guys who are drastically better than me. <laughs> yeah, um, he almost took Perez out of the lead. I forgot about that part. Yes, too. I do remember that when uh, Perez had to lock up because Mazepin just cut him <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, just and then he got uh, what a five second penalty. Yeah. for it, and I'm like, he's in dead last. That is not enough of a penalty. You should go out there and hit him with the pace car. Just go ahead and tell him to bring it in. Like, buddy, you're done today. <laughs> no, they should go out there with the safety car, like a blue shell, and go knock him out. <laughs> the blue shell's never going to go for him. He's nowhere near the, far enough up. <laughs> well, the blue shell would sh- rocket right past right him. Past him. It goes too fast. He's the one that's going to get the blue shell. If we're going to be completely honest, that's true. He's a he, minute back. <laughs> He's a minute back. Everything he picks up is a blue shell. He's about to get They're a blue like, shell. I don't know, man. Like, anything we can do to help. He's going to get the giant where he's the giant thing with the star and have a blue yeah. shell. But that yeah, he's such horseshit, but I love it. He is so bad. It That was impressively bad. So we got to move on to mailbag. Yeah. Because we have questions. The first one is from at Lone Star Ag 05, who asks... Is the Red Bull second seat more or less cursed than the Madden cover? I'm going to say less right now. Oh, I'm going to say uh, less now, but historically worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because the Madden cover didn't have another cover actively trying to kill it. (laughs) And Red Bull has that. Interesting. Yes. That's an interesting analogy that doesn't really, if you don't think about it too long, that's No, that's don't think fine. about it for any longer than I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, also the Red Bull second seat has been probably more consistently, uh, you know, the Madden cover curse only really happened like three times. It just felt like it happened all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Red Bull seat, I mean, that's every year or sometimes twice a year twice a year yeah that seat's uh pretty cursed I, that is true I, i'm giving too much credit to maybe perez is is not being as awful as 
Gasly or Albon at this time. So I'm eventually going to get you to outright admit that uh, Sergio was a good move. I think it was a good move. (laughs) It was certainly better than keeping Albon in the car. Yes, that's true. I'm just pleased with that one because I called that early that I wanted it to happen. I thought it'd be Hulkenberg, but I don't like him. Anyway, Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Okay, the next question also from at Lone Star Ag on 05 on Twitter is why is Vettel not the coach Fran of F1? Coach oh, Fran, one's... for those of you uh, who are not the, <laughs> for the three of you that are not Aggie football fans <laughs> listening to this, uh, is Dennis Franchione. He was a, a erstwhile head coach of Texas A&M football and is generally agreed to have been terrible and buried the program for a decade or more. Um, I think this one's a slam dunk. Vettel has championships. Vettel has the rings. <laughs> Four of them. Coach Fran just took credit for having LaDainian Tomlinson. Like, that's it. His whole career was built on having one player. Yes, that is a fact. Boy, and he rode that for a long time. But this is not a football cast or a Coach Fran cast. But yes, Vettel... Vettel has the skins on the wall. He's just uh, old and driving for bad teams. And, yeah. yeah. Or dr- definitely driving for a bad team. Right the game now. may have passed him by a little bit, but he I has won. So. <laughs> he has won in the past. Yeah. At RL Alexander 12 would like you to explain track limits. Yeah, track limits are a big theme this week, as we, we've already covered with it Max. It does seem Diddy. to keep coming up. Yeah. Well, they're coming up because the guys are exploiting the hell out of them. So track limits is basically anywhere where you can drive. At some tracks, like we'll see in a couple weeks at Monaco, track limits are easy because they're basically just the big walls that if you exceed them, you blow the car into pieces. You also have, like last week we saw at Imola, track limits can be grass, they can be gravel, um, which are usually effective in their own right at preventing the drivers from driving on them. Now, the problem is, is a lot of modern tracks, instead of using gravel or grass in the runoff areas, they'll use concrete. It's safer. Um, It doesn't take the car out of the race if they miss a turn. Boring. Boring. But what happens is, is the drivers realize that if there's no real physical limit there, if it's faster for me to go through the corner, not being on the track, I can go through it. And that's what happens. So what they're doing is they're focusing on forcing track limits. So they're basically saying either that white line on the edge of the track or in some corners, you know, the red and white rumble strips, as long as you keep a wheel on that, you're within track limits. Before the race, they laid out a whole bunch of corners that they didn't want teams exceeding track limits. They didn't update Friday night going into Saturday, adding a few more corners that were being exploited by the drivers. And that's all it is. If they exceed it during the race three times, um, they get a black flag and they do it again, they get a penalty. If they do it during a you know time session like uh, qualifying, they'll get the time deleted and they have to, that time doesn't count. So I think the important thing here is that F1 is a, is an inherently European sport. So think European football mm-hmm. where so long as the entire ball hasn't gone out of bounds, it's still in bounds. If your tire is touching, a, you're as in. As opposed to American football where if you touch a blade of lightly hued white grass, you are dead and gone right there. Yeah. All right, and then we have another question from at @kmaze10 who kind of asked two questions. Uh, First question is, will we see someone other than Mercedes or Red Bull win a race this year? Uh, There's 23 races. Um, 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, Only Max because eventually, Ham- yeah, Max is definitely going to not finish some races. Oh, I think Max and Hamilton are at least once will make sure they both don't finish finish the race. Yeah, that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, they'll be so mad. And then Bottas will be like in 11th when that happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'll do something <laughs> absolutely dumb. He'll be in like ninth, just can't pass. He'll be behind a Williams struggling to pass it. <laughs> Perez, God knows what he'll be doing. He'll be trying to like stretch one set of tires the full length of the race. Yeah, he's uh, he's on some softs that have 56 laps on them. Yeah. And it'll be like, it won't be like Leclerc, like I want it to be. It'll be, you know, it'll be Stroll Norris or Norris. It'll be, it'll probably be Norris. Oh, if That's it's the, Stroll, I'm going to quit. quit. <laughs> here's, here's an official statement. If Stroll wins a race, we're not doing an episode for that race. <laughs> <laughs> we will do, we will put out something, but we will not talk about that race. That is my <laughs> official statement. If Lance Stroll wins a race, that episode will not discuss the race at all. I would rather not talk about I would rather talk about anything but this. Yes. No, it'll uh, be like it'll be Gasly again after we've said that he hasn't done anything this year. Like that's yeah. just how it works. Norris is a real money answer because he's really fast. No, there's gonna be some sort of nineteen car pile up and then Mazapin is just gonna putt 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 around <laughs> around the course. Money alone. well spent, Dad. <laughs> but he'd still spin out and not finish. But he would have the most laps, so he would get the victory. F one race winner, Nikita Mazaspin. And then the second question there was the top four in constructors cup already seems to be inevitable, although the order may change. But who comes in fifth? Hmm. So this is a good question. Yeah. So we're gonna say what the top four are easily Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, and then I guess we're gonna go with Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. It's those are the top four, and yeah. it's not close already. Yeah. It's they're stretching it out, and it's you know other than signs kind of just falling off the face of the earth this week, it's been pretty uh pretty consistent that they're all four scoring points. Real quick before we get to the actual question. One and two seem pretty set to me. Three and four. Do you think Ferrari has a chance to pass McLaren? I mean, I think Ferrari knows what their problems, maybe not what the root cause is, but what they are, which is better than last year, which was everything's (laughs) a problem. Um, So there's a chance that they could, you know, improve. Ricardo's kind of all over the board right now. Um, And like I said, Norris historically has been a little streaky. So there's a scenario, I think, where Ferrari kind of gets it together. Don't hedge. Just give me an answer. I think it's McLaren what comes in third, if you were asking right, right now. Yeah. Now, back to the question. Number five. Now, there are only... So five, six, and seven currently are the teams that have points. Because Alfa Romeo, Williams, and Haas have no points yet. God damn. <laughs> I mean, we're only, what, four races in? Three? Three? Yeah. So that's not that bad, but... The three teams remaining that do have some points are Alpine, AlphaTauri, and Aston Martin in that order. A lot of A's. A lot of A's. I want to say AlphaTauri, mm-hmm. but I think the two Alpine drivers are better as a pair. And so I'm kind of right now waffling between whether I think it'll be AlphaTauri or Alpine. I, this week, you know, like I said, might be, be a little bit of a... Uh, a lucky race for Alpine. So I'm going to go with AlphaTauri. 
I actually, uh, I thought you were going to say Alpine because I was going to fight you and go Alpha Tori. No. Now that's a little bit of my Red Bull uh, fandom bleeding over, but I think it's a good car. I don't know about Tsunoda. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I like Tsunoda. He's <laughs> fucking fast. He's also just. I can't figure out what his deal is yet. It's like. <laughs> but a, he makes me laugh every time that I listen it, to the team. It feels radio. like he's getting into the Red Bull stores, man, before the race. He is just. <laughs> amped as shit he is amped a lot and he's angry all the time and i love yeah. it but gasly is a proven good yeah. driver he's legitimately like, consistent he's good yeah. driver so it's really just a matter of time until they i don't know figure out what the hell's going on with that car and i think they'll end up with more points than alpine yeah i don't think either is going to be particularly impressive but yeah yeah i mean if they're all it's not going to be aston martin no no. Yeah. Hey, I have a question for you. So yeah. I think that we need to go dun, 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 under investigation. Dung dung. Yeah, that's where I'll put in the stinger for Sweet. the new under investigation. Right. Uh, you know, theme song that we have. There's not going to be a theme song. But <laughs> this one just occurred to me uh, that I've wondered every single race and I've always forgotten to ask why do they weigh the drivers? Like with a flag? No, like at the beginning and the end of every race, they stand on a scale and they weigh the drivers. Oh, I don't know why they necessarily. Why do, do it. they do that? I don't know why they do it now. There used to be a, there used to be limits, so they were doing weight limits on the car and the driver, and so yeah. drivers were legit trying to keep weight off. Um, two years ago, so they've changed that rule now. I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up to honestly tell you. So that's one of the first under investigations where I was like, I don't have a clue yes. what it's for now. Wait, wait uh, a second. I stumped you. You got me. Yeah, I don't know what it's I for I got now. you on the dumbest thing that I've wondered every race and never bothered to ask. Yeah, because they're Why allowed? to this day do they weigh the drivers? <laughs> I, I wonder if there's a minimum weight thing now. Because they were worried about, you know, drivers basically being unhealthy. Um when they the were doing kind of weight, what the fuck though? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, but it may be but like some weighing kind of... them after the race. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've well. all lost a ton of weight. They're they're in a hot suit and it's hot outside and they're in a hot car. Well, they weigh before. They've lost and after. a lot of weight. Yeah, they weigh them before and after. But why? What if they're just doing that because like there's some you know dude in Stuttgart who's trying to get his doctorate and he's got some. Some something that he wants to write studying the weight of F1 drivers. That's the only answer that I'll accept at this point where I go, oh, okay, I guess I see it then. Everything yep. else, I'm like, what possible information are you gleaning from this that you would ever do anything with? I, I, I cheated and looked it up, so if we want to know the real you answer. No. Okay, fine. Minimum weight. The minimum driver, weight. The driver must weigh a minimum of 80 kilograms, and the lighter ones have to carry ballast under the seat. So, like, Yuki Sonoda's probably got quite a bit of weight stuffed under that seat. But, uh... <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a large man. No, he's itty-bitty. Um, and I think after the race, they're keeping an eye on um, dehydration and stuff. Huh. I still yeah. don't accept that 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 weighing after answer. That does yeah. that still doesn't Article make sense. Article four point six point two. At no time during the event must the dr driver weight plus ballast weight be less than eighty kilograms. So they weigh the car and then they weigh the driver separately. 
And okay. I guess they have to account for dehydration through the race, which is 4 kg. So they probably have to start them at about 84 kg and let them work down. It seems real complicated. Huh. Anyway, there we go. The point is, though, that I won. You won. This you is, got me. because This I didn't is have where a- I'm going to play the victory music. There won't be victory music either. Oh, man. Wait, that's good for me. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You're fine. Think. Do we have anything else? I don't think I have uh, anything else. We have a short week. So everybody um, will be at Spain. Oh, that's right. We got another race next week, don't we? Yeah. We have a race in days. They will be okay. doing practice on Friday. So, And they're in Spain. Yeah. All right. Eyes on the prize, everyone. If you're listening to this, set your DVRs because another race is coming up probably while you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen and watch practice. Shit. That means I got to edit. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's all we got then. Thank you again to RCB05 for our new album art. And thank you again to Chris King for our theme song. The track is Cat Mountain Drive off the album Gold Pulls. Uh, go check it out. Follow us all. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at DefNotChuck. Sean is at Sean underscore leg with two Gs. Follow us at FNG1Pod. And uh, give us a like and a subscribe on whatever it is that you're using to listen to this. We have finally branched out into the various things, so... Uh, reviews would be helpful. Yeah, we uh, are getting listens on all of the things as well. So, not a ton of listens, but no. we're getting listens. And that's retweet all that matters. it. Get friends to listen to it. Yes, insist. This Make them watch Drive to Survive, and up. then get them into this when they're hooked. And then you know what we're gonna do? <laughs> if Stroll wins a race, we're gonna spend the entire next episode talking about the movie Rush. All right, that's fine. We'll okay. review Rush. We will <laughs> review Rush. And then if he wins another one, we'll go on to Ford versus Ferrari and we will just make our way through all of the racing movies until we're doing like, you know, fast seven or whatever. Driven. I'm just, I want to die. <laughs> Driven. Okay. Today, it's been a great season for Lance Stroll, which means that we are going to talk about Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We will talk to you again in one week. All right, talk to you later.